Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The Coterie were forced to release the very suspicious Tremere bodyguards. With the plan having failed, Everett secretly requisitioned blood from each clan from Dr. Holloway and ordered Evangeline and Doris into immediate therapy with Val, where they eventually empathized with the difficult circumstances they each were facing. Everett has mandated therapy for Val with Teddy, but now that they have their Tremere blood, how to begin enacting their plan? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. After an evening of therapizing, you all return <laughs> to the station where Everett reveals that he has collected Tremere blood. You have a couple of bonus bags of blood from the other clans as a pretty clever cover, but you have Tremere blood, which means you can now move on to the further stages of your plan. But step one of a theoretical, I think seven, has been completed. <laughs> Painless. <Okay. laughs> Seamless. Effortless. Seamless, yeah. And Evangeline says, and the, the ghoul blood? Take your pick. Got one from every clan. But is this so this is like a mixture of people? Each bag represents someone from each of the clans. Well, I can't give that to Teddy. You'll get bonded to whoever's blood it is. It takes three times. You're going to have to rotate. You oh, take one okay. of these and then you get a different one for next time. Okay. Why aren't, why aren't you and Teddy just in the ghouling program? Why is this... uh? thing that I'm doing for you. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We just hadn't really talked about it before. Some people don't want to be ghouls. Also, to fill in some general ghouling program setups, ghouling is not generally available to any citizen of New Haven. It has been added in the case of when they had very elderly people who had joined the program or who were in otherwise health circumstances that might prevent them from being available as donors. That was an option to essentially give them enough to help keep them alive and then allow them to be blood sources. Otherwise, in terms of them being available for regular mortals to use powers, it's like the department or anybody else who's in a militarily or combat critical role. General citizens, they can't even apply. It's not an option for people to be like, hey, I'd like to be ghouled. No, 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 not a thing. Okay. Uh, Just as a random ghoul question, do the officers who are ghouls also give blood or can you not give blood to the vampire's after you've been ghouled, does it like mess up your blood? Officers who are ghouled, no, because they keep the blood in their system. Citizens who are mm. ghouled can essentially use the blood, rouse it, burn off the amount that's keeping them there, then donate. Yeah. Then they can be re-ghouled uh, on an okay, ongoing great. basis. So it is possible to ghoul people and draw regular human blood from them, but you have okay. to have a steady source of vampire blood to keep them topped up mm-hmm. and keep them dosed so that they don't start de-aging. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I retract my question. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's a re- it's a it's a reasonable question that Evangeline yeah. can answer, which is why okay. I wanted to give that level of understanding yeah. for her. Because why isn't Teddy an officer? Why isn't mm-hmm. Teddy doing mm-hmm. a job where he'd be a part of that program? There are options there that she could have requested, and she's never asked you about this before. And I 
from Valendoris's response. It's not like she's asked previously and been told no. Mm -mm. Look, I mean, he's he's doing his job that doesn't require him to put his life in danger every day. So he's he's been fine. He's not. I mean, he's not going to be part of this. What does he do? He does like electrical stuff for the city. Oh. Well, that might as well be uh, the point at which I let y'all know that uh, I've elected or selected Teddy to uh, be a therapist uh, to the station here. <laughs> Teddy does electrical work for the city. Mm-hmm. Teddy is not a therapist. He was chosen. Is, is he aware of this? Not yet. I'll be reaching out. All right. Well, um, that is going to have to be supervised. I mean, Val's not a therapist either. I know. Um, it's just, Val, you're great and all, and I don't think you would ever willingly hurt someone, but therapy is kind of different than just having a normal, friendly conversation. And I don't want you to accidentally kill my husband. Why don't you ask what he thinks? Well, here's the thing. He's going to he's going to say yes, because that's just who Teddy is. That's one of the reasons I threw his name into the ring. Are there nice? Yeah, he'd say yes. He's got uh, a uh, an interest in keeping the people at this station safe there so there's reduced chances of us being double crossed by telling a non-officer our secrets and thoughts and vulnerabilities uh seems like he's a pretty good guy every time i've run into him patient understanding seemed like he had pretty good qualities i get it i just want him to be protected well he's gonna be ghouled yeah but i i just think even as a ghoul, things can still go wrong. And I don't want him to be exposed to vampires whose emotions are running high, maybe learning things about themselves that they don't like, and the source of their anger to be directed at Teddy with, like, no defenses. So well, my only experience so far with therapy has been with Val. What a what a therapist normally do if someone has a violent revelation is their security. I assume it's still confidential in a one on one session. What do you, what do y'all do? I don't. I just want someone to be outside the room in case something happens. All right, done. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go make a phone call. Okay. Uh, I just pick up one of the office phones. This isn't like a secret thing mm -hmm. i just dial out to um the electrical company that teddy works for god so you're just calling the city yeah i uh, or uh do you no. know the city's number or do you just want to ask evangeline where the number is yeah, i'm I, very I, interested to do your chain of who you get to yeah, talk to like, through all of new calls, haven before you get calls, to teddy. Yeah. just calls 311 like yeah. what <laughs> yeah can you put teddy on uh, <laughs> uh i'll uh i'll go to the phone and think about how i was going to do it and then be like 
No. Uh, Evangeline, can you tell me uh, what's uh, Teddy's cell number? Evangeline, Teddy's asleep right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's the middle of the night. Like, you're going to wake him up? Well, New Haven doesn't really sleep. Uh, is it the middle of the night? We're it's just getting started. Night, yeah. but start of the night. He works days, so it's yeah. there's that balance. It's going to be a quick conversation. Maybe he's not asleep yet. God, okay. Yeah, I'm sending you his contact card. Thanks. <laughs> and I dial Teddy. Teddy, you're dialing from an office phone? Yeah. Okay, he'll answer that, theoretically. I'm trying to figure out what caller ID would show up, because he's a the human who's not going to answer random things. If it says police God. station, he'll pick up, which I assume it would. Hi, am I speaking to uh, Teddy uh, Clark? Uh, yeah, it's Teddy. What's going on? Hi, uh, it's uh, Sheriff Fry. I'm calling from the sheriff's office. Uh, I've got a uh, a job for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, you're being recruited into... Uh, performance therapy on some of the officers here i'm i'm gonna need you to say those words in that order again you are being okay recruited don't like that but understand by the sheriff's office that's clear to perform therapy and that's where you lost me on the officers what you're being recruited (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I don't need to hear the words again. I just don't understand the basic concept of what we're talking about. I, I set up Wi-Fi in your office. I do electrical and tech for the city. You made a hell of an impression. The, this is... The officers... Who am I giving therapy to? Are you familiar with Val Miller? Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, going to be your number one client or patient. You realize there are therapists in this town, right? Yeah, we've kind of uh, had a bad run-in with them. But it's a recruitment. Yeah, there's uh, security, uh, vampire politics at play here. You're the safest option. So you want me, a mortal electrician and Wi-Fi tech, to come in and give advice to an ancient supernatural murderer on how they should live their lives. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting it. What's your compensation over there at the city? It's a universal basic income, Sheriff. We all make the same amount. Well, you can make more. <laughs> How much? How much you want? Million dollars. Can't do a million. How low can you go? Half a million. What's the universal income? Oh, it's it, it's not even a number most people worry about. It's in the realm of $60,000 a year. It depends on household. It fluctuates on if people have kids or not. Again, it's trying okay. to balance expenses. 500000 Best I can do. 80K. All right, let's, uh, let's meet in the middle, Sheriff. My wife and I talk. Is this a secure line? I'm calling you from the station on a station line. Yeah. This is not a secure line. Please take Evangeline's phone. And he runs you through an app that he's put on Evangeline's phone that you can call him on. Oh, my God. Oh, that's pretty handy. Can I can I just download this off of the uh, the iTunes store oh, for me? Oh, no. You're basically going to be handing everything over to the Russians, and I don't know which of them are vampires. I can help you set this up at work if you need this. Oh, that's real handy. All right. Thanks. Okay. So I'm imagining you take the phone and call him back. Yeah, okay. He's like, perfect. Now we're on an encrypted line. So uh, here's the deal. I've been talking with Evangeline a lot. 
I'm imagining you would have told him about the pyramid. Like, are you keeping oh, secrets at this yeah. point? Or is this no, I'm giving, he, he knows the basics. Great. You're planning on stealing like $50 million from the pyramid after you ruin them this month, which means like $80,000, if I'm the key to keeping your whole team working, it's kind of bullshit because you could absolutely give me a million dollars after you steal 50 of them. It won't even hurt the town. Yeah, 80 to start, let's say. Do you want me to do a good job? I do. Or do you want me to do the, I'm at working at gunpoint because vampires have recruited me and I don't have options job? No, I don't want that for you. I'm saying I can make $80,000 work on paper pre 2.0 Exodus. After that, we are absolutely open to negotiate a more uh, preferable rate. Great. Million, so once, whatever. We don't have to speak in metaphors. It's an encrypted line. So once the pyramid goes, this is generally how I talk. Oh, you want <laughs> that? That explains some things. So, so I can get a million dollars once the pyramid's gone. Yeah, that sounds about all right. All right, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. All right. You need to come in tonight? Uh, and I look around the station. <laughs> How's everyone looking after a bad night of bug squashing? And So, Doris, just to flag where everybody's at, because you had one aggravated, that's gone, so you're yeah. healed up. Everett, we've had at least four nights, and you have not been physically... I can't rest, yeah. I just... No, no, but I mean, here's the thing. You're not doing anything physically really taxing. Okay. You walked around, you had conversations, you've had access to additional blood back at the station. So I'm going to say because it has been four days and you had less than four aggravated points oh. left, then that's there. If you had engaged in combat, if you had done anything outside of the walk and talk... I'm thinking I... the, the Ridley recovery kind of thing of like, don't move, only eat. Well, <laughs> Ridley was also in shape. got set on fire, yeah. and there was some yeah. other damage there. You had holes in you that had mechanical supports built in that'll okay. allow a little bit of movement. I would say the the like Jason Bourne evening, that would not <laughs> allow you to heal, but right. you only had, I think, three aggravated. Three damage, aggravated, yeah. And you've had four nights. So three of those were pretty restful outside of driving around and talking, which is emotionally taxing, but not on, you know, your bones. Okay. So <laughs> you're back. So everybody is physically hale I'm and hearty. Back to zero for aggravated damage. Correct. Thank you. Everybody's all healed up. Yep. Okay. Uh emotionally. Your team is your team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't you come in uh, at the uh, couple hours before morning tonight? Okay. Do you still want me to work my electrical job, even though I'll have secrets from inside the department, or am I just joining the department? Well, since you're going to start uh, your day uh, a little early uh, uh, tomorrow, let's uh, let's keep you going there, and I'll, I'll talk to the city and get you transferred uh, properly or, you know, get you fired, and then you work for us in secret i don't want to tell you how to do your job but you realize you are the city right so like you just say this happens and then it happens unless the prince countermands you yeah i'm I'm saying that's how it's gonna happen i say i'm talking to the city because i can't just say you work for us now are you new to being a vampire relatively yeah, no, you're the sheriff. You absolutely can't just say I work for you now. And then my boss says, what, you work? And I say, yeah, the sheriff told me. And they go, oh, no questions asked. And then I work for you because nobody really wants to get caught up with your department. Well, in my limited time as the sheriff and a vampire, I've learned that a lot of people don't like me. And a lot of people like to make me do things that I don't want to do by hurting people that I care about, Teddy. So let's add a little bit of cover, a little bit of finesse to you being let go by the city. And you're just making $80,000 somehow instead of you work for the sheriff's department. Can you roll me a manipulation and intimidation? Okay. It may not be what you were intending. Well, that's how it feels to Teddy. No. Okay. Two successes. 
two successes. Okay. Yeah, he says, uh, okay, okay, fine. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, thanks a lot, Teddy. We'll uh, talk again uh, closer to this morning. Sounds good. Good night. Rest up. Yeah, he just hangs up. All right, Miller. First therapy sessions later tonight after we do some work. Okay, Sheriff. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you want to roll this out or not, but I just want to talk to Bart about the particulars of oh yeah, you kicking it's some like, more money over and this is the point where like moving stuff around in the city is relatively easy. Again, people universal basic income like you could bounce more cash over if you want uh, to to bookend this because I don't think we really need to get into the accounting of yeah. New Haven. Bart has access to the city funds. There's a huge trust that Cleopatra put together that is all legally and financially locked away that you don't have access to to just move around at will, but it's where the universal basic income comes from. And there is a slush fund for the department that is designed to cover all the damages that may happen around the city when like a bomb goes off and it blows up a city <laughs> block and it just gets fixed or you walk <laughs> through a fence and it gets fixed or you ripped a shed off because you didn't like the door and it just gets fixed. This is feeling very pointed. Yeah. <laughs> One of you tends to destroy the environment. Other people have crashed cars into the front of buildings and like the, the bomb wasn't you. There's a lot of stuff that has like occurred that the department has just been covering and dealing with. So Barty can absolutely deal with any of the mechanical aspects of trading over. Frankly, they never expected the vampires to be able to track that. No vampire was like, and I'd like to be in charge of the paperwork about the mortals is like not a thing outside of the tracking. So that'll get resolved. Okay, great. You're free to continue on your primary task. Hello, Gav. It's your boy Ridley, and I'm here to talk to you about maybe a way you should be contributing to this little organisation. Everyone knows, as you look around, there's a lot of bear boys. And, you know, to be a bear boy, you've got to be a bear, and you've got to be, well, not exactly a boy, but you've got... The important thing is, you've got to pay your fucking dues, is what you've got to do. And right now, I just know from looking at the numbers, there are a lot more fucking people out there than there are inside my fucking gang. And what I'm saying is, if you want to join up and get access to me and all the cool fucking toys and other fucking treats I've got for all you little bear boys and girls and theys and thems and fucking alls out there, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. You do that. You're on the inside. Come talk to me on a Patreon-exclusive Discord. Why don't you throw some names into the show? Why don't you build an NPC to join my fucking gang? I'm just saying, if you sign up, you won't regret it. And if you don't sign up, maybe you fucking will. Evangeline just has to text... Yeah, hand your phone back to you. <laughs> just like, I'm sorry, with the like distressed, sad face emoji. Reasonable. Does he read it in Evangeline or Everett's voice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, did did you send Come it through on. the encrypted app or through the regular phone? Uh, regular. It's just like a text. Yeah, she'd re he'd read that as her then because okay. yeah. he figures you were too excited about encryption for it to come through from you. <laughs> All right. Also, this may shock you. Everett doesn't seem like a texter. <laughs> yeah, no. Shock me? No. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's why I mean, Teddy doesn't think, oh, I bet that motherfucker's texting me. Uh, cool. All right. You've got Tremere blood now. Uh, it's, it's, you've got, at this point, it has been four nights since the pyramid made their announcement, which Jesus. means in three more nights, there will be another five Tremere damn. added to the list. Yeah. Who should we go after first, sir? 
Well, we need victims. And they gotta be from other clans, and they gotta be blood-bounded. And they've gotta be important so that it's a real serious crime, but not so important that we've blood-bounded crucial members of society to the Tremere. So, we need to research uh, people in the other clans. And we need to put together some kind of intel on who our best targets are. You're not gonna just do it to the clan leaders? That's what will get the prince most pissed off. They're harder targets, but I thought that was the plan. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. We target clan leaders. We get them blood bonded. In the time between us mm. having them blood bonded and making the accusation and taking action, how much damage can blood-bonded clan leaders do? This is assuming, I will just flag in the general earlier discussion of the plan that had occurred. This is assuming you're allowing them back out into society once they're blood-bonded. The original pitch that Vladimir made that you guys had seemed to be into we was... We keep them, right, We keep sorry. them tied up, you keep them bound, and then what happens is when you do your raid to free Doris, you shove them in a closet, then open the closet and be like, oh my god, they've been here the whole time. <laughs> Kill every Tremere in the building and work your way up. Right. How would that succeed in getting the clans on our side? But they just be like, oh, our leaders have disappeared and we can yes. just be like, it was the Tremere, but we, we don't have evidence. Them. That was the idea. Yeah, we rescue them from the kidnapping we committed. Right. <laughs> you, you are framing the pyramid as doing <laughs> the kind of thing that people might believe the pyramid would do with their blood bonding and general thievery. Right. But it's actually you and you acknowledged earlier on that to do that, you would need at least one other clan to be on board and helping you because you don't have the numbers to be able to smuggle somebody into the raid on your own or possibly to be able to do these kidnappings. So the, the earlier plan that you had kind of mentioned previously, again, I'm not saying you have to do any of this. I'm just flagging because I made sure to write down the like eight steps because I was like, mm -hmm. none of us are going to remember this. The first piece <laughs> of failure that happens. Uh, you've still got the the media that you'd wanted to flag yeah. to get public perception starting to turn against the pyramid. Though you could, again, combine that with one of the other things. Clan leaders disappearing is going to give you a lot of time yeah. in front of the media to talk about what the fuck's going on. And you'd also mentioned the idea of the Bruja. Uh, with a fallback idea of the Gangrel and or the day shift, getting them on board with this overall idea and plan. Because if you're bringing Red Cell on the raid, they don't necessarily know what everybody else participating will carry in, but you know they're going to keep an eye on the department. So you need somebody from the outside. Oh. Yeah. I think our main targets then should really be the clan leaders who uh, who don't like us right now. Kidnap them. Blood bond them, rescue them, then they owe us. At least there's maybe a little bit of a positive relationship afterwards. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking Viren Farron of the uh, Toreador. I know, I know, I don't really care for him, and hmm. I know he's not a fan of mine. He's he'd be a good target. Uh, what do we know about him in terms of where he spends his time? So the things you would all know from the town, again, Vladimir's around, but he's not terribly helpful for, the, for these conversations. And he's happy to not overhear things because it'll be easy for him if he has to deal with the new Note Nostra. Yeah. If he doesn't know the plan, he can't accidentally have information he'd otherwise not have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, and he would have relayed this to you kind of in a very vague Matthew Theobald style way <laughs> that 
he, if they're going to make a move, will come tell you then so it can be moved around. So he's like a warning signal if they get fucky, but he's able to buy you some time. Uh, in terms of the people in town, specifically Viron Faron of the Toreador. So the Toreador are one of the kind of sub-clans that joined after the fallout in Calgary that were not interested in being part of this experiment originally. So each of them had to be kind of allowed into town by vote and put under somebody else's control who had to speak right. for them. So they are, the Toreadors are based out of the Gangrel Quarter, which they hate because they like everything to be really fancy, but they're in like the rundown feral space. And Viron Ferron specifically has to work at a job site under a mortal in town. So right. he works at <laughs> the pet store. There's a pet store that only sells fish that is owned by Mary Lou Smethurst who likes to force everybody to dress up like they are 1950s box office attendants at a movie theater. Is that the Emporium? That I yes. believe is the Emporium, yes. yes. Okay. If somebody said yes, yes, I got a lot of... New Haven business. Pet Emporium. There yeah. we okay. go, that's it. So, Viron works there. Okay. So, every night, Viron's putting in his shift there. That's good. Uh, he's up there on my list, and I would also say Horatio Sundrop and Bergamo, because... Well, they're already blood bonded, I They assume. already seem pretty enthusiastically behind them, so might as well just lump them in with being victims. And if we wanted to get people really on our side, might I suggest Kevin LeFer's daughter? People will do things for their children and raise, raise hell. Well. That's a pretty good motivator. I hate that, so. Well, are we bring in the gangrel in on this or the bruja and telling them what's going on or are we doing this alone i think we can do this with bruja support gangrel i think so too i think they owe us a little see i won't make it roll a wits and awareness for this because you'd remember the gangrel and the bruja were the only two in the meeting who were mm -hmm. like fuck the pyramid mm -hmm. yeah. what do we actually have to do to get rid of red cell they yeah. seem to be on department new haven team yeah. side mm-hmm I think we can be a little more straight with them and just tell them parts of the plan. I think they'd want a piece of that. So we don't kidnap his daughter then? No. Hmm. Which I'm thankful to be able to say makes tactical sense too, instead of just makes me feel like a piece of shit. I wonder if we can have them go to the media to start complaining about it. Just because I mean, we're not exactly trusted by them at this point. Right. How would that sound or look? What do you mean having them go to the media? Well, well you well, know, if a clan leader comes to, you know, calls up Villain Von Kindred and says, look, all this stuff is going on and we're really suspicious, but we don't want to, like, get in shit from, like, the prince and Red Cell. And I see, I see. And clan leaders should all be concerned about making new vampires. Exactly. It would make sense for them to be upset about it. Considering this is all happening at the same time, it wouldn't be much of a step to assume that Red Cell is here because of the pyramid's threat. That's a good idea. Do you think that's something you could uh, communicate to them? Maybe put up some talking points, Evangeline? Yeah, I, I can put together the talking points. I mean, I don't... I mean, look... I'm a gangrel who isn't really, like, in the, you know, I I don't even live in the gangrel quarter. Like, yeah, but you're personable and people lack you. Yeah. And we need these two to lack okay. this idea. I mean, Madre likes Val, so. Yeah, I can talk to the brew, huh? All right. And if we bring the gangrel in on this, then maybe when we make the move to 
you know, move all of the kidnapping victims into the pyramid. Maybe we could ask Kevin if his daughter can also be quote-unquote kidnapped with them, you know, so it doesn't seem like they're exempt from everything going on. He pretend that she is already? Could be. Maybe that's why they go to the media. Yeah. We just have to make sure that she's out of sight. Exactly. And then when we find her, she's not blood-bounded? She wouldn't have to be if she was in on it. She could act like it. I can teach her. I think the whole point is that people are supposed to be able to track that who people are blood-bounded to, and when they find her and she's tested and not bounded at all, isn't that going to be a problem? That's a good point. Doesn't that make it trickier now she has to lie? Because she's in on it? Well, I guess we could ask if she'd be willing to uh, go through that. I don't like it. I like that it's for real for these two, because they're actually going to get blood-bounded, they're actually going to come out of it, few months from now or whatever they're real crimes and we're gonna pin them on those sons of bitches so we find people we don't like from the clans yeah we blood bond them and we get the other two clans on our side yeah right well seems straightforward to me <laughs> great so <laughs> we, we relitigated the plan and came back to the same plan yes which is nice uh next steps <laughs> Uh, it sounds like it is approaching the clans. Yes. Which yeah. you want to yeah. do. I would like to ask Val to talk to the Bruja. I'll uh, I'll attend as well. I was going to say, I will save you some die rolls yeah. and say, if you are going to pitch treason, kidnapping clan leaders and everything else, the sheriff is going to need to be present because mm-hmm. no one is going to believe a sheriff's deputy is speaking with the sheriff's authority to do something that fucking criminal. Right. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to be up to Everett to be the only voice to convince somebody to participate. I'm just saying you would not be able to convince someone of that stature without Everett in the room because yes. it's a really easy way for somebody to be like, hey, we just want you to do some some light treason. And then they do it. Yeah. And Everett's like, I'm the sheriff. Fuck you. Bang. <laughs> yep. It's yep. another frame job. Yeah. Right. So we all go together, the full authority of the sheriff's department. But I want each of you to take the lead on your respective clan leaders. That being said, I also need to put in FaceTime with all of the clan leaders because that's what I said I would do at the town hall meeting. So we're meeting in official capacity, but I'm also going to have to talk with the others. And you can tell me which ones you want to kidnap. No, I can help with that. Absolutely, you can. We're going to be kidnapping Vernon Farron and Horatio Sundrop. Not tonight, but they're they're on my shit list. If there's a way that we can get them to perhaps come back to the station, that makes it a lot easier. We want them to think they're getting kidnapped by Tremere, so we have to A, Mm -hmm. disguise ourselves, or make sure they don't see who's kidnapping them. We also need to take them to a place that they don't recognize and is plausibly a Tremere location. So we're going to need to scout out someplace to keep them while we blood bond them. But for now, let's go put in some FaceTime with the clan leaders. Vladimir will volunteer to put together a pseudo initiative that you can offer to people who aren't a part of this plan, if you would like, just as something to kind of hand off. 
just to save you the busy work of being like, I need a plan. I could present to six other clan leaders who don't yeah. know what's going on yeah. to cover my ass. So yeah. if you just want to hand that off to him and ultimately Matthew Theobald, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. so. That would be a blessing. Great. Then you are all heading off to Ripcord Mechanics, home of Madre and the center of the Bruja Quarter. I'm imagining you're going in the up-gunned, up-armored Cherry. Oh, yeah. Single vehicle for everybody. That seems fine. Yep. Great. You're all in the car driving there. Uh, you've all kind of hashed out this plan. You know what's going on. Everybody's on board or as on board as they ever are with what is happening at this moment. Is there anything you would discuss outside of the work in this car to connect with each other as beings? It has been very stressful, very strange. Last night, there were a lot of emotions shared in various therapy sessions. What does it feel like to just have a slow moment with everybody else in a transitional mm. time? Evangeline. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Doris. Do you like hats? Um, yeah, I, I wear hats from time to time. If you had a hat, what would it be? Uh, like ev everyday wear or a fancy one, like a fa what, a, like fancy, like an. I don't know. I wouldn't really wear a hat for like a fancy occasion. If you have an animal in a hat, what would it be? Not a real animal. Like an animal, like in a top hat, like a magician? <laughs> like what? Or I'm not <laughs> sure what you mean. I was just thinking <laughs> I've made Val a hat that was a cherry. Okay. And she's like, uh, Could you please just tell her the kind of hat you would like her to make for you, Clark? Oh, right. Um. Uh. uh Evangeline was thinking like a nice sun hat, but she never goes in the sun anymore. So that's kind of sad. <laughs> Get um, you a hat with the sun on it. I'm. Um, do, do you know I'm what? Just like, just something really simple. Uh, do you know what? I, I, I leave it up to you. You, you have, you kind of know what you can do and I, I'm not really partial to anything in particular. So she sits back looking fairly disappointed at that. But, uh, I was going to say the thing, you know, Doris, cause it snuck into her description. So, you know, it must be part of her want. It should be somewhat like a top hat, like a magician's. <laughs> Those are the only that words the that so they must be her true desire. <laughs> Got it. So start there. Build to your heart's content. <laughs> okay. And she oh sits back and that's God. all she had. Val, you're driving while hearing <laughs> Evangeline not decide what kind of hat she wants for several minutes. <laughs> oh, why? Things aren't. This town is not that big but it feels very large on some <laughs> car rides. Val <laughs> is focused on thinking about what she's going to say to Madre so she's not in a conversational place. Yeah, so after the five-minute drive that feels about 90 minutes, Correct. Uh, you pull in front of Ripcord Mechanics, which is, as we've described previously, 
large classic mechanic shop, but it's got that strong mechanic shop run by the Hell's Angel style feel. Lots of sparks flying. There's welding going on. A lot of custom rigs of motorcycles and other vehicles being built, being brought in and out. Stuff that's damaged. Stuff that's clearly damaged in combat, and you guys aren't aware of any combats going on in the last little while in town. So there's just some fun question marks there that Perhaps you wisely decide not to explore mm-hmm. too much uh, as you go in. But as you see groups of Bruja moving things in and out, along with some of what you would recognize as Kaitif, which mm-hmm. are clanless vampires. They don't have the same tattoos as the Bruja. They aren't in the same cuts, but they're there to help out. You know that these two clans had the closest relationship prior to um, the loss of Cain Raziel, who was very close friends with the leader of the Kaitif. Uh, Madre's in the back of the shop in what you would see very much as the traditional Sons of Anarchy style boardroom. There's a big table with the Bruja symbol carved into the center of it. There are seats for as many Bruja as can be put into the room along with standing room only. But right now it's lit up. It's a private space and Madre is the only one present. She's just like, hey, you're here. All right. So uh, what the fuck is going on with this pyramid? The prince gave him permission to make more fucking vampires. This is some dog shit. I, I know. I know. Before we get into this, is this your most secure room where you have your most secret conversations. Oh yeah, nobody's fucking getting in here. This place is never empty. It's just me and Stinkums. We scan it once a week. Nobody ever fucking leaves. The only people who could get in here is basically you, and that's it. Perfect. Val, take it away. Um, yeah. No, the whole thing is fucked, so we basically <laughs> we want to shut down the fucking pyramid. But obviously, they've got the prince's backing, so we're gonna have to be kind of fucking underhanded about it. Figured we'd come to you first, and you'd be fucking on board. Well, what's the plan? The plan is to kidnap Viron Faron and Horatio Sundrop and make it look like the pyramid did it. Now, how are you going to do that? Disguise whoever ends up on the mission of kidnapping as Tremere, and then dosing them with Tremere blood. And the end game is? Finding them... During a raid on the pyramid, so that it looks like the pyramid has been manipulating other clan leaders. And how are you going to get the justification to raid the pyramid? They're going to kidnap me. Why the fuck would they do that? I'm rather important to their newest leader. They haven't stopped harassing her since they showed up in town. They sent me eyes in a box. They nearly fucked up the friendship festival. So they were those snake fuckers? Yeah. God damn. Val, can you roll me mm-hmm. a charisma and persuasion? Mm-hmm. Let me rouse for it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Madre, please be our friend. I'd say give us a, the final statement to sell Madre on this before you roll these physical dice so we know where the world is sitting as this happens. <clears throat> Look, it's everyone here is doing their fucking best and we don't want this town to go to shit. So we need you and your muscle if you'll help us. Three successes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> three dice. <laughs> Madre's going to look at you and say, all right, you need help with the kidnappings? You need help with storage? What the fuck are we going to do? I'm in. Fuck yeah. We're going to 
talk with the gangrel too. They're going to be the only other people in on this, but we talked to you first. So, okay, that makes sense. If you can get Kevin on board, yeah. He could probably help you pick up Viron Farron pretty easily because that's going to be in his territory anyway, so that's an easy pickup. Horatio's going to be fucking tricky, though. He's got a lot of people. Well, he's got it. Does he seem different to you, by the way? He really comes off as he's being in their back pocket already. I don't talk to that guy. He's weird as shit. Like, he's, he was fine, but he's a bit, everybody's been busy. Shit's been going wrong. I mean, d- does he seem the same? No. All right. But he's a guy who talks through a fucking puppet. I get it. Admittedly, yeah. hard to judge. Love you, yeah. little stinkums. Picks up the hedgehog in the pocket, <laughs> pets it a couple times, puts it back, and is like, but uh, I don't know. I, I just It's a relationship I didn't have. I've been in charge for weeks. That's fine. Just thought I'd ask. Kane had held on for fucking years. So, no, I don't know. But Horatio, he's also, I don't know if you noticed in the meeting, he's fucking in tight with those pyramid guys. Tremere's in his territory. They're like a block from each other. It's entirely possible he's already been blood bonded. Fucking, if they're doing that shit for real. Yeah, fucking, we got to do this twice as fast. Yeah. Yeah. Are you also, may I, are you also willing to speak out publicly about the pyramid? No, fuck, I'll say anything to anybody. I don't give a shit. Oh. That's why we're fucking here. Wonderful. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, I, uh, Evangeline just raised her hand. Um, I, I think it might be wise to not have this be like a clan on clan thing. Like, if you speak out openly then maybe people will just think that the bruja just want the power that the pyramid's gaining yeah we do (laughs) it's not a fucking lie everyone does yeah clan yeah but i don't want the other clans to be like thinking that well we got to take care of the bruja well, you're going to have the gang. Well, I mean, first of all, <laughs> welcome to. Well, yeah, exactly, Val. <laughs> Come on down. I look forward to the conversation. Would you be willing to speak through a news outlet? Maybe talk with Vinland von Kindred? That piece of shit. Here's People the deal I'll stand on the him. roof and I'll yell whatever the fuck I want and he can write it down like his job is. Okay, well, just. We, oh, okay, well, we just got to make sure that he's. In the area first, can hear hear you. Can you roll me a charisma and persuasion? Oh, fuck. Three successes. Because I said that so charismatically. Yeah, I think Madres <laughs> is like, here's the deal. I'll say to the media, whatever the fuck I want. Because I'm in the Bruja. And I am the clan leader of the Bruja. I would very much like to help you with your crimes. I'm not a mouthpiece for the sheriff's department. Look, can you think of this as doing something for the greater good, the collective goal? Oh, I absolutely can. I will commit treason against the Camarilla and help you kidnap two clan leaders and blood bond them to a clan I absolutely fucking hate and risk getting killed by the prince. Perfect. And Officer Clark has just a few talking points for you to mention. Wonderful. I'll give him a glance. I think that's about all we can get here. Oh, take this with you if you're going to go talk to fucking Kevin. Uh, and she reaches into the table and takes out a wooden Bruja symbol. Ooh. She's like, here's the deal. You can show this to Kevin, and then Kevin will know that I'm with all of you. But right here at the bottom, and she points to a little iron ring. She's like, you pull this, this fucker burns to nothing. If you guys are going to get fucking caught, or something is going on, you pull this fucking ring, and this conversation never happened. All right, I appreciate that. She'll give it to Val. All right. Because Val's team Bruja in oh, her brain. Hell yeah. Madre, fucking thanks. I know you 
give a shit about this town like we do. So thanks for all you do. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make this fucking happen. I, I'll, I'll chase down some fucking suits or something to look Tremere. Hmm. Wait, where, where are we going to fucking hide these losers once we take them? We're trying to figure that out. We're going to be scouting locations and seeing what works. I mean, if you just need a fucking basement, we can do it. Yeah. Basement here in your neighborhood? Listen, I'm in, I'm in, or I'm out, I'm out. There's fucking, we could put them in a basement under Ripcord. There's nobody in this building that I wouldn't bet my life on. That's good. That's real good. But in terms of believability for a Tremere op, hmm, as long as they never get found, then it's fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they stay under here. I'll fill the room up with, I don't know, I'll send two of my fucking guys to go check out like an Apple store or some shit and be like, make it that. <laughs> we'll build some metal crap and pretend it's art. I don't know. It'll be insufferable. They won't see it. They're going to get blindfolded anyways. Fuck them. Yeah. you like, Doris, you were Pyramid, right? Yes. Do you guys wear some stupid masks or some shit during your ceremonies? I th- there were robes. Yes. Good, good. I'm going to need you to talk to one of my guys. Just a second. Uh, mm-hmm. And she she leans out the window and calls for and uh, Jeremiah, get in here. Uh, and a, a younger bru- looking bruja. You have no idea how old anyone is because, again, everyone's a vampire. But he's just lanky, 18, buzzed hair, a lot of tattoos. Looks very much almost Pete Davidson-esque coming in, <laughs> but in biker gear. He's like, hey, what do you need? And she's like, you got to fucking draw some shit here, okay? Talk to this lady. She's going to tell you what some fucking robes look like. And then we got to make them, so draw fucking good. And he just grabs paper out of a (laughs) drawer, and he sits down, and he takes a pencil out of his pocket that he sharpens with a knife. And then, Doris, you describe to him the robes. In the ritual, like she's going to give a sense of what she can remember from 400 years ago. (laughs) Great. Can you roll me a wits and awareness? <sighs> yeah. Or I would accept uh, an intelligence and awareness if you're trying to remember what it was. Yeah, I'll do that. Mm, three successes. Three successes. You do have a decent but vague memory of them. So what do you describe to Jeremiah Koval? Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, we'll say uh, hooded, like hooded black robes, mist, um, <laughs> candles. Uh, I can't. I personally can't remember if there were masks involved. They had um, not been described. Okay, then uh, hooded robes so low that you can't see their faces, um, but feel free to wear masks. I'm sure it's within their purview. Holy shit, this is some fucking so very Dementor from Harry Potter shit that he draws down. He's like, this is going to blow some fucking minds. Okay, I got to go to a fucking spirit of Halloween. <laughs> so they're, they're going to put together some robes. They have that description of kind of robes, candles, etc. They'll put together a, a basement Halloween funhouse holding position for your captives once they are taken. And they will try to chase down some suits to put on whoever that you decide is going to be part of kind of strike team kidnapping. You have everything you need from this location. You are good to continue on to talk to the Gangrels or whatever else you want to do. I I intend to carry on with to Gangrel territory unless yeah. we've got something else to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Evangeline just gives Madre the talking points. It's like basically uh, Pyramid are making new vampires for two reasons. One is life of servitude. And the second is to use his fodder in an upcoming war. 
So that's basically what people are signing up for when they get turned by the pyramid. Okay. Just, we just, we just want people to not want to join, to be against them, okay? Okay. Okay. Bye. Give Madre bro nucks. Oh, Madre fucking loves the nucks. Yeah. And like, you get like a nice nod out and then Madre just fucking stands there deadpan until Evangeline's out the door and then just slams it behind you all and you get to leave. It's all right, Evangeline. I, I, I just, I don't know how to, that's fine. It's all right. You're going to rally. You're going to, you're going to get it next time. I, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> she's like, Jesus it's not Christ. on me. She's like, yeah. she's hard to get to. <laughs> oh, she's pretty easy to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> you're just Evangeline too nice. Side eye to Val. Yeah. Like, hmm? you're too nice for her. Oh, that's not a bad thing. Thanks, Doris. You're welcome. That's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you all drive from Ripcord Mechanics down to Kevin and Co.'s father-daughter taxidermy and veterinary clinic. Oof. It's a place where they look after your pet, and then when it dies, they look after your pet. And (laughs) you get to take it home and put it on the mantelpiece, and they look just like they did before. You know, even your pets can be immortal at Kevin and Co.'s. It's a pretty traditional building. What do you do when you arrive? Are you just going in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just I, I would say, like sheriff's department here. I spoke to uh, Kevin at the council meeting uh, about a meeting. I'm here to chat with him. Great. Just jingle jangles as you come in. Receptionist nods, turns. He walks out, and a moment later, Kevin comes out and says, "Oh, it's so good to have you here. What can I do for you?" Hi there, Kevin. Is there some place we can talk? Some place uh, discreet? I guess. And he just <laughs> leads you around to the back to a veterinary office where he picks up a cat. That's got the bandage around one leg. Just helps it outside. Aww. And don't worry. We're going to ghoul her. She'll be fine. What can I do for you? Uh, yeah, we just uh, we just came from Madre's. Uh, I'm, ma- I'm making my rounds, talking to each of the uh, clan reps. And uh, well, she had a pretty uh, uh, tightly locked down space. Are you sure this is where we can have the most discreet of conversations? I'm talking real serious stuff that you don't want anyone else to hear about. Yes. All right, then. Evangeline, go ahead. I was going to say, when you look around, there are no windows. This is just one of oh, many Oh, just wanted examples. to make sure. Yeah. One one was like, oh. at a mechanic with, she was like, nobody fucking comes in here. <laughs> and he gingerly escorted an injured cat out. So I just yeah. wanted to make sure. It, there is a difference in tone between the organizations, yes. Um, hey, hey, uh, Mr. LaFleur. Hey. Um... Sorry, I haven't been around more. You know, I, 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 just. We're gangrel. You don't need to be here. No one does. Live your own life. Do your things. Uh, okay. Um. Thanks. I'm. I'm new. <laughs> I'm new at this. Um. We just wanted to talk to you about. Um. Well, the pyramid. Okay. And uh, red cell. Yeah. And. We got the sense that you're not really fans of them. Yeah. Well, we're planning on doing something about that. And we'd like your support. But that is good. You have it. The gangrel don't care for the Tremere. No offense, he says to Doris. (laughs) None taken. The pyramid, the Tremere themselves are fine. And 
Red cell. Bad. Don't like. So it's a little bit of a um, <coughs> treasonous plan. Um, oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, what we actually want to do is... Wait. Wait. If there's going to be treason, we need to be clever. I didn't meet you. I'll be right back. And he fucking leaves. And you're left standing in this exam room for about four minutes. Until a few minutes later, a woman enters with fiery red hair and a veterinary coat. It's clearly not her veterinary coat. It doesn't fit her. And it says Kevin LaFleur <laughs> as the name tag on the coat. But she steps into the room with you. Can you roll me a wits and awareness, Val and Doris? Huh. Well, the two haven't been around long enough. So yeah. you don't know this person. Uh, three successes. Two successes. Three successes. Doris, you recognize this woman. Val, there's a passing resemblance. You know she's been around, but mm -hmm. you don't know what. Doris, you would know this is Rowan McGee, who is a gangrel in the style of a wolf. She owns a pub in New Haven called the King's Head Pub. She's about 5'1", blood red hair, little, you know, sharp features, very put together, seems capable, kind of rangy. Uh, she's got a boyfriend named Derek, whose nickname is Snack Pack. Uh, Yes. You, as another consensualist, you've probably oh. discussed this with Rowan at the previous court. Rowan is the fixer of the gangrels. Mm. The gangrels are not great and don't really have an interest in lying in courtly intrigue. So their clan has traditionally chosen someone to be like, oh, you're going to do an underhanded thing. Mm. You go do this. You're good at this. And when that happens, you get Rowan. Right. Uh, also a consensualist. She only eats misogynists. But she's a consensualist, which makes feeding for her complicated and often annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so she has Jeez. to figure her shit out. Love that. But she's she's living that life. But she shows up and she's like, oh, we're going to do something shady. All right. All right. What are, what are we talking it's about? It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you too, Doris. How's your um, problem <sighs> going for you? You know, you pay a price to live. They pay a price to die. <laughs> 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 so it's not a social call because i'm here how can uh dr lafleur she says pointing to her name tag that's clearly not her what can i uh, what can i do for you the most trustworthy doctor oh agreed agreed all right well carry hey, on hi rowan how you doing hi i'm good you i'm great depending on how this conversation goes all right you want to take down the pyramid Great. You want to kidnap two clan leaders? Ooh. Dose them with Tremere blood? Shady, but I dig it. Uh, and then raid the pyramid mm -hmm. and quote unquote rescue the blood bonded clan leaders, which gives us a reason to then take out the pyramid and for then, treason. Yeah, we just we just burn down the pyramid and yeah. everybody dies. Okay. Uh, what are you offering? And that is where you realize the one thing you never thought to discuss in advance. With the Bruja, you got lucky. Madre hates the pyramid enough to throw down. But now you're actually dealing with a vampire clan leader with some political knowledge. You've revealed your intending treason. What can you possibly give them to keep them on board or keep them silent? 
This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.